Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account for amazing odds boosts every single day. Pick of the week for you. One of the people on this podcast still has all of their first round predictions alive. It's me. I have them. I mean, as long as I get the teams right, I do not care about the games. I I also actually like, agree with you. But... <laughs> trying to get trying to get the games played right is like but also, like, I, I understand why the bracket challenge does that to separate people out. <laughs> when, but uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to get the teams right. That's what I'm going to care about. I, I agree. But when you're trying to make a little bit of extra money, I'm looking mm. at a series like Carolina Boston. You pick Fair the point. sweep. Carolina's up two nothing in the series. You can still get the sweep at plus three thirty. Yeah, I mean, going back to Boston with the anti ranta situation. I get you. I hear you. But Boston has not looked particularly competitive in that series either. They've been like, they've been like, okay. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's sort of what we were expecting. Yeah. Like accurate. There was a, there was a clean sweep on our show of people picking Carolina. Yeah. And there were no doubts. (laughs) When I went and watched the PHNX one, they were like, this one is the most 50, 50, and then they were like, our friends at DNVR all felt confident about Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think they all picked Boston. So it was, uh, we we pitted podcast against podcast on that one. But I thought that was, it was funny watching their show where they, their perspective on it was just so different than ours. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. That's playoffs baby you never know what's gonna happen (laughs) like that was also one of the the toughest series coming in to really look at and then you have uh this whole third goaltender situation which of course we're gonna get into today yep but before we do well first of all go over to DraftKings, use the dnvr code uh start betting yeah Use our pick of the week. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Now, AJ, you're talking about pitting podcasts against podcasts. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we, have a, we have a clip to play for you um, where... Some people say some words. This is the Locked On Predators podcast. Yep. Uh, uh, so we we referenced the Locked On Preds pod last night, and this this is actually how their game two review started. This was how it began. I'm a writer editor on theforecheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at on theforecheck.com. So we actually have uh, a bit of breaking news, Ann, uh, that just came. Okay. In. Um, Juventus, everybody knows the big, the big European soccer club in Italy. Uh, they have just signed Nathan McKinnon to a big contract. <laughs> uh, they apparently watched uh, his ability to fall down at the lightest bit of contact, and we're like, you know what? This is the epitome of what Italian soccer is all about. We need somebody who apparently is like the strongest player on the Colorado Avalanche, the absolute peak physicality, uh, but for some reason can't stay on his skates when a light breeze comes his way. Mm -hmm. Now, all joking aside, all joking aside, I do want to congratulate 
Nathan McKinnon on graduating summa cum laude from the Jim Carrey School of Overacting. It yeah. was well-earned degree. And I love seeing you put your talent and your skills and all you've learned there to great use on the ice. I Look, Nathan, in, in all seriousness, man, um, we know that you have cut out all sweets from the Colorado Avalanche locker room. But we, we saw last night... Uh, how low blood sugar can really affect somebody. I mean, you just couldn't, you couldn't stay on your feet, man. Like you got to have a candy bar or something, keep that energy up or else it's going to, you're just going to keep passing out on the ice like you did last night. So we, this yeah. comes from a, get a belt bar. Nathan. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon, this comes, well, no, they're low in sugar. So that's not going to help. Oh, that's true. Won't help him. Yeah. Look, yeah. Man, no. you, you gotta, you got to, take care of yourself this is coming from a place of love nate yeah you can do this <laughs> so the irony here for me um coming from a place of love <laughs> is uh all these jokes about keeping your uh keeping the sugar levels a little bit higher uh i've enjoyed that because that is an absolute salt mine of a two minutes. <laughs> and to start that show that way, rocked. So kudos kudos to them. Uh, because I guess if we were having to do a Predator show uh, after last night's, I probably would not have much to talk about either. I, so... I I don't know who did a better job of lying on the ice. Was it Nathan McKinnon or was it Roman Yossi on the game winning goal? I, I mean, at least, at least Roman Yossi was doing something. Okay. Was he though? Yeah. He was watching the torch get passed from himself <laughs> to Kale McCarr as the true God amongst men. <laughs> so he was at least accomplishing something because it's not like the F score on any of those power plays. Bold of you to assume Roman Yossi ever had that torch. Come on, Roman Yossi's been amazing. <laughs> He's dope. He's dope. I'm not trying to deny that, but and has a Vesna. He might even get a second one. I don't think he has a Vesna, but he has a Norris. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Thank anyway. You. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I'm just thinking about goalies today. Yeah, we're going to talk about goalies quite a bit today. Uh, for the record, oh, oh yeah, great shirt. Dope playoff shirt. Look at that. Allie's got one live and in action right there. They're in stock. Allie, were you still watching the uh, the show last night when we decided? When Rudo that, took his shirt off or when? When when, <laughs> when we decided that next year's playoff one is going to have a third cup on Howler? Yeah. And it's going to be his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Guess okay. not. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, for the record, and digging through all of the salt, McKinnon did totally just, like, I don't want to call it a flop because I don't think McKinnon was looking for a penalty there, but he totally just decided he was going to fall over on that play. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that Andre Burakovsky did the exact same thing <laughs> uh, several minutes later and did not get a penalty call. Yep. Like, he he just yeeted a dude after the whistle, and they were just okay with it. And it was like, I don't understand what the officiating crew is, is up to right now. Weird things going on yeah. on that, that front for sure. But I mean, you're talking like we always talk about all oh, we just want it to be consistently called, and like no game has ever been consistently called. I mean, they're, they're, it, it's a thing with levels, right? There's a certain level of consistency you're hoping for, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, right? I understood where they were coming from and being frustrated that that got called. But I also understood where the officiating crew was coming from because there were players just taking runs at each other after whistles, like full, like. I don't think that's what got called. If you go back and watch the replay of that, after Nathan McKinnon gets knocked down, Dante Frabro just straight up bitch slaps somebody, someone else on that play. And I think that's what ultimately got Fabro into the penalty box, not the McKinnon flop. I okay, but I mean that kind of just furthers my point is that it felt like they were 
still wildly like, inconsistent for sure. It felt well. It felt like the it felt like the officiating crew was like we're we're done with this because yep. these dudes are just running around after the whistle, acting a fool, and we're putting a stop to it. And because the game was still competitive, like power plays were at a premium, like they mattered, right? So sure. they ended up not mattering in this game, actually. But yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I would I would say that not scoring on a five on three I, at the I start know, of I the know. third period of a one one game mattered quite a bit. Well, fair enough. I <laughs> <laughs> can't have can't have a great argument against that, but. Not the topic I wanted to get into this deep today, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is mostly going to be a Connor Ingram hype cast from here on out. No kidding. Like, I'm sure all the Preds fans have already turned it off, but Connor Ingram was genuinely dope. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He was so good, man. And, you know, like, we we talked about it last night. Like, he got a little bit of help along the way. But very rarely does a guy put together a 49-save performance. In the playoffs. And and like not get a break or two along the way. Like there it's not 40, 49 spectacular saves. Like the number of the number of, of shots that just went right into the glove where he didn't have to flash the leather, he doesn't have to do anything. It's perfectly positioned, and another puck hits it and he just catches it and he's like, All right, we good. Yep. Like it- he was in great position all night. He read the ice really well. He was he played really, really well. Even like a couple of the key plays that that went his way, like yeah, sure, Kadri didn't lift that puck, but totally and still got Land- across. And like, like Landeskog, Landeskog puts one behind the net, you know, on the on the back door, like some breaks there. But yeah, you're right. Like he gets across and he forces Kadri to make a better shot because if he just doesn't get across, that puck goes in. Straight up, but that's how it works. He so beat him, and they did eventually. But that's all. Yeah, and the predators got caved. <laughs> it's it's funny because like the the goal that beats him just isn't that good. It's yeah, really it's, not. It's nothing special. It's, it's really just that Ingram was was sliding. He was going side to side, and so he that five hole's not closed and up. It just caught him. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't like McCard been trying to like pick corners all night long. And the one that he scores on, of course, is like he puts Center it between mass. his legs. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a great shot, but it gets it gets the job done. And sometimes that's hockey. Like he made he made enough good saves, and the Avs blew enough chances that you could say they even things out a little bit with that being that being the one that went in where they like it's the playoffs too because there's not even a well we made it to overtime we you know, whatever, like we, Oh, we got the point, right? Like there's, that doesn't exist. You lost the game. The series is two Oh, and that's that full stop. There's no, uh, no consolation prizes in the playoffs, baby. Yeah. And when you're the eighth seed, you're looking at that as uh, you had that opportunity that you did not, you had one player put you in position to take home ice advantage away from what I, was it was it the best home team? Did Florida end up having a better home season than Colorado? I think they I think they lost fewer games. Yeah, I'd have to go look at the actual like point totals. It would be it would be tough. But for what it's worth, uh at five on five, Avs XG uh was expected three fifty one. At all strengths it was four sixty four. And Ingram only gave up two goals in that hockey game. So yeah, yeah, you gotta give Ingram some credit for keeping wow. Nashville relevant in that hockey game at all. He was the only reason, and I do think that there's this there's this weird thing that happens in hockey games where a goalie gets into that rhythm like that, and the team in front of him is just like, "All right, our guy is going. We're gonna get caved. All we have to do is just wait for one mistake, wait for one mistake, one bad read, one bad bounce, and let's score and transition going the other way." Yep. And that just didn't happen. They just, it did not, they did not make that happen. And that was like, my concern was that that's where that game was headed is that it was going to be a, a blocked shot that, that bounces over Devon Taves' foot and yeah. Matt Duchesne and Mikhail Granlin roll down on a, on a two on one. And like they, they cash, right? Like uh, that's where I thought that, that, that it was headed. But that's because we lived through a lot of hockey where bad things happened to Colorado. 
and we are all traumatized by that. We are all we all have scars from those eras. So you can always tell because of the way that people just expect bad things to happen to Colorado. Yep. You definitely know it for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean I I tell you I'm I'm super curious if you're John Hines right now, knowing that UC Soros is compromised, knowing that you just got that performance out of Connor Ingram, are you rushing Soros back? Knowing he's not going to be at 100%, knowing he has an ankle injury, and knowing that he's a little fella who needs the uh, every ounce of athleticism. If I'm the Nashville Predators, I'm packing my shit and going to the golf course. Okay. I don't. I don't think look at the way the two games in this series have played out so far. Do you want to risk your goaltender of the immediate future in a series you're probably going to lose anyway with him in net? Well, that's what I'm that's this is literally yeah, what I'm asking. My answer is no. My answer is no. I would not risk UC Soros. I would not rush him back for what is probably going to be the Avs winning in four or five games totally. If if they take game three, let's that, say, so, so then, here's, here's what I think is interesting. Cause if they take game three, Connor Ingram wins that game. Do you really take him out? Just keep playing him. Yeah. It, <laughs> like tis the season to play the hot hand. Right. So the, and let me tell you like UC Soros was not particularly good for the last three months of the season. Yeah, the the scenario there is they probably need to win games three and four. And then if Ingram looks like garbage in game five. So it's going to take, so what you're saying is it takes a bad Ingram performance to start this conversation? It, it takes Nashville getting back into the series and then a bad okay. Ingram performance. Okay, I think I'm with you here. Because if it's 3 nothing going yeah. into game four, I don't know that I would do it. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. You just take your medicine sometimes there. But I think that's a, I mean, I think that's fair. That in that case, you would just say, I look. <laughs> yep. We're down three nothing. We're not going to mess with this. We love the miracle. But yeah, I also, I also think that this whole talk of Sorrows coming back with a high ankle sprain, like, seems unlikely to say the least it's like, like a month long injury and we're talking about this dude coming back in a week it just seems really optimistic it does uh, and like connor ingram just gave you the exact kind of performance where you can say we can compete yep if you can't win a game that you just lost 2-1 saros can't put the puck in the back of the net for you you, you can't ask Saros to stop well, much more than Ingram stops. The goals that you have in this series, okay? You have two goals in game one that don't matter. Meaningless. They, yeah. they, they cut six goal leads to five the goal fly. leads. <laughs> Each one of them. So, meaningless. And then the other one, it took, uh, it took a puck taking a goofy bounce around Sam Gerrard's body. In a play yep. that he has consistently made in his career. Like, Gerard has to make that play. And that's the thing. Like, Nashville, like, that's not a great play by Roman Yossi. Nashville gets lucky there. And then, like, it seems like we didn't talk about it last night, but Kemp's. What's up there, man? Like, that's not a great goal to give up. It's, it's it's not a soft goal, but it's not like Manson takes away the pass fairly well and then closes on the shooter. There's on his angle, Kemper probably should have that, but yeah, well, that's where because like where he beats him, I'm like, man, that's not a that is just not a special shot. Yeah, but you know, obviously, goals get scored, things happen. I'm not going to be too nitpicky about it, but for sure. Uh, there it's are honestly like the McKinnon goal, same thing. Like, yeah, you're, that you're is, looking at you're looking at it, both goalies, and you're like, How is it that this was a 1 1 game when those are the goals you guys let in in the first period? Ingram was way off his angle there, too, to be yeah. short side like that. But, um, yeah, not the only two goalies we want to talk about today, though, because the NHL playoffs is going through 
goaltenders at an yeah. extremely high rate. So. We we talk about we talk about in the like preparation for the postseason and people being like, "Oh, you should have." Like there were people that argued with us during the deadline that Colorado should have gotten a third goaltender. Yep. Because if their first two guys get hurt, what are they going to do? And we always say, look, if you're down to your third goaltender, you're probably screwed anyway. Yep. Certainly if it's a long-term situation. Um, yeah. We can talk more about this, but we are brought to you by Avaca TV. You can go over to avaca.tv slash DNVR. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR. You can watch the whole first round of the playoffs. They have altitude for you. With the Avs, of course, when the Nuggets come back, they'll have that too. They have Rocky Mountain, or the Rockies rather, on AT&T Sportsnet. And, of course, they have national channels. So when the Avs are playing the playoffs on ABC, you can get that. Obviously, you can get all the Nuggets Nuggets games, uh, Broncos games too. So when it comes to sports in the Denver area, Avaca TV's got you covered top to bottom. Just 15 bucks a month for the first three months. Ridiculously cheap. It hooks right up to your television. Go over there. Get it hooked up. You don't have to deal with jumping through hoops of hooking up a computer or anything like that. It's just like watching TV like you used to. Excuse me. Uh, use code DNVR when you sign up to get 15 bucks a month for the first three months. And then it's only 25 bucks a month after that. So significantly cheaper than other options like Direct TV or Comcast, which doesn't even have altitude. So, yeah, Mavaca TV. Get over there. Get that stuff. Then go to your local liquor store. Get yourself some Breck Brew. Breck Brew doing all sorts of dope stuff. Ali already showed you the shirt. But they are also, for the Avs playoffs, giving away some Colorado Avalanche tickets to a bunch of these games. Uh, After the historic winning season for Colorado, uh, a bunch of support from this community in a ridiculous year. Uh, There you go. There's the shirt. Uh, Go go get the Breck Brew Avalanche shirt. Howler repping it strong. Uh, See where she zoomed in on there? Yep. Where that third cup is going. Exactly right. AJ! (laughs) God damn! I'm zooming in Uh, on a shirt that says Avalanche Ale. God. No, I need a drink before you start that today. Breck Brew giving away a pair of tickets to Community Stars each home playoff game. Even if the Avs make it all the way to the cup finals, they're giving away tickets to that. They invite you to nominate stellar community members and Avs fans who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Uh, so that's two tickets to every single home playoff game the Avs play this year. Uh, they will also donate a pro- portion of the proceeds of sales of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the community-funded Boulder to help with the Marshall Fire victims. Go to breckbrew.com, nominate your community stars, and send them to an Avs playoff game. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you count Connor Ingram as a third goaltender, uh, there are two other teams also playing their third goaltenders at this point, that being the Carolina Hurricanes, which, you know, we'll get into. Kid's pretty good. Uh, And the other team that I've... Oh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, because Casey DeSmith did get injured in triple overtime in game one. <laughs> and those are those are all the 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 one thing these all have in common. The starting goaltenders entered the series hurt. Correct. And then the second goaltenders got hurt through play. Um some of these are a little bit questionable. Rod Brindamore was very unhappy with David Posterdock in the injury to Andy Rantha. Um it's an interesting scenario uh, looking at some of that stuff. I I do kind of understand the no goal the other night and any contact with a goaltender is is certainly something that makes fan bases worry. I don't want to get the uh, the Deutschman brothers after me on Twitter again, so I'm <laughs> moving on from goalie interference. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it is, it's been extremely surprising to me how unsettled uh, the goaltender position has been in these playoffs. And it's not just the third-string goaltenders. You have St. Louis, where Huso just got bombed the other night, and now they might start Bennington. It's, mm, it's Huso. It's Huso tonight. So good for them. It's Huso tonight, yeah. You, you have that, Minnesota like, on the if you're, side, too. If you're, if, you're, if you're Craig Berube, doesn't it take some stones to stick with Ville Huso? Oh, yeah. Oh, I 
same could be said on the other side, though. Flower got bodied in game one, and they stuck with him for game two. Sure, but that's a guy with a track record. Sure. And he was a, a technically rookie goaltender. And and like you're you're talking about like a guy like Cam Talbot's not done enough in his career to be like I'm, like I'm going yeah. to bat for you over Mark Andre Fleury, right? Like Jordan Bennington won this won Craig Berube a cup. Like Craig Berube is a Stanley Cup winning coach for the rest of his life because yep. Jordan Bennington got him there. True. And he won't give him a start. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, it takes some stones for him to be like, yeah, this this rookie. Uh, you know, like. For sure. For sure. It, it, but also, he's watched Jordan Bennington play this year. <clears throat> of course. We all have. And I think that's that's the ultimate thing. But when it comes to the playoffs, you know, so much gets decided on, you know, track record. And what have you done for me lately? And, and like. Uh, the it, like those two trains meet all the time. How has a guy played recently, and what has a guy done for me in his career? So I just think it's it's interesting, um, and I appreciate Greg Berube going like I'm I'm a prospect guy. I'm a let young players prove they suck guy. Like how many times do we have to watch old veterans like break down in front of us, and you're like they don't have anybody in their organization yeah. that can do this to replace this dude at a passable level uh love you sasha it have big funds bud it, it is and it's interesting to see where different teams are at in this situation carolina putting along just fine with their third goaltender in net again yeah i was like i was like oh are they gonna be able to do the alex nadelkovich thing again apparently the answer is yes <laughs> Conversely, Pittsburgh, they survived the triple overtime with the Ming and Net, but game two was not pretty for them. Well, and I think this is this is where Nashville has to get nervous about Connor Ingram. Yep. Because and and we mentioned Anyone this a little bit last well night. One game. Yeah. Right. Like there's a there's lots of fun stories about a guy doing a thing and one for one night, right? We all remember the reverse. Andrew Hammond stealing game five in Nashville. And then came back to Denver, or it was game four in Nashville, game five and no, it was game five in Nashville. And then they came back to they came back to Denver for game six and just got waxed. Yep. And like Andrew Hammond was horrible that game. Yep. Like it, it, horrible. genuinely like not NHL caliber. And and to be expected of a third string goaltender, right? And it like, was like like what they got out of him was you're like, dude, like you're all you already got way more yep. than you were expecting. So <clears throat> with Ingram, I think that's where you're like, in Ingram Deming Deming is kind of in that in that Andrew Hammond position because he's a guy who's been, around, been around for a long time. Yeah. Teams have had a lot of looks at him. He's played a lot of NHL games, and you're just like. You kind of know the score there for sure. Yeah, like you know you're probably not getting it. But with with Ingram and and the kid in Carolina whose name I just can't say. Yeah. Uh, uh, he just A's and Y's and gets <laughs> he like those are those are two unproven guys where you can at least dream where you're like, hey, maybe something wild happens here. Yeah, Ingram is I know that they call him Coochie. I saw I saw the tweets from the, the Twitter account yeah, the and was like chant tweet and it's like this is not it and where you're just like really <laughs> had Kyle Kaminsky been a goaltender would they have tweeted out comers a bunch of times <laughs> I hope so that would be elite here I'm here for this uh <laughs> in any case it it is interesting um, because we're we're talking about these third goaltender situations, but we've also seen Andre Vasilevsky gave up five goals in Game One. Yeah, and, I mean, and, we really the the high scoring regular season has carried right over into the postseason. Yep, it hasn't really shut it down at all. If we're being honest, we've, we're seeing a team other than the two one game of last night from the Avs. 
pretty much every other game has seen <laughs> Calgary Dallas. Yeah, that's true. The Calgary Dallas series which has goals three goals in two games, but everything else, uh, the Florida game was five, one the other night. Uh, it's the other, I'd have to go look at the schedule to actually give you official scores, but it, Things have spiraled very, very quickly into into high scoring games. Uh, yeah, I mean, you ended up last night with a five one game, Florida and Washington. You have five two Pittsburgh and and the Rangers. Yeah, Tampa uh, dropped five on Campbell in game two. Yeah, and that was after getting five dropped on Vasi. Jonathan Quick remembered he was old in game two. Got six put on his head. Right, and that was everybody was like, "Oh my God, Jonathan Quick is this is like 2013 all over again." And he gets rocked, and you're <laughs> like, "All right, it's it's just weird how and like don't get me wrong, obviously Tampa Bay still trusts Vassy, and you're not too worried there." Yeah, I mean that's but, a guy with enough of a track record where you're like, "Come on, this is fine." But it's, it's weird, other than the Dallas Calgary series and Kemper these goalies are kind of getting rocked left and right in these playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is, is some of that. And like, like Kemper, Kemper hasn't, getting called maybe, but Kemper, Kemper hasn't really been tested much. Either. No, he's not. He hasn't really had to do a lot. Like he made, he, made, he made a couple of really nice saves last night in overtime. Yep. Um, Where you were like, Oh God, this is it. This is the heartbreak. And then it just didn't happen. Like Kemper's been, I mean, Kemper's just done his thing. He's done what he has to do. uh, No doubt about it. Uh, You take what you can get. And right now, most teams aren't getting great goaltending one way or another. Granted, we're only two games in. There's plenty of time for for series to settle in. But I am curious. What did you think of the the Shesterkin play? I can't. I, I'm not usually uh like go and defend your guy. What are you guys doing? Kind of yeah. person. But I was blown away at how the Rangers just let them get big mad about it. Their best player, their most important player, get run over by Jeff Carter. Yeah. I don't see where Shesterkin sticks his leg out. I don't see where he initiates contact. He goes behind the net and he skates back in front. An extremely normal thing, and it looks like Jeff Carter's just like, I'm gonna smoke this dude. And he does. Like yeah. I I you know, I, I that's how I saw it. I didn't think that I I didn't think that Shesterkin did anything different there. Yeah. It's I saw it, it as Jeff Carter took an opportunity to to get a little frisky with the big man and did. I don't like, and my biggest, my biggest takeaway out of that was I can't believe the Rangers didn't freak out about it. I don't think it should have been like, I don't think Jeff Carter should be suspended or anything like anything like this. Right. Like I don't, mm-mm. all these people in chat are like, Oh, Igor stuck his leg out or well, why would he do that? I guess, I guess I don't understand the upside of him doing it. He really wants to get injured. I, it doesn't make any sense to me uh, for, for him to have done. And, and I didn't see it. Like, I don't, I watched that replay. I don't see that. I don't see him do anything different. And when you watch it like frame by frame, it's pretty fun that people can talk themselves into all kinds of things uh, where they're like, oh, he makes this totally conscious decision in this quarter second that we have slowed this down to. I don't necessarily think either guy is like, like, I, I just didn't think that it was that big of a deal other than the Rangers, like Adam Fox like skates over and like pushes him. And I'm like, that's your most important player. You should be melting down right now. You should be losing your shit. You have to protect him at all costs. And that like Jeff Carter just smoked that guy. And like Adam Fox pushes him a little bit. (laughs) I, it it's weird too because we've seen this play again. This it, it's essentially not quite as direct contact, but the same thing Pasta did to Ranta in the Kane series. Ranta goes down, gets hurt because of that. It's this weird gray area of hockey where 
it is one of those places you feel like this is where the players still need to police themselves a little bit. Yeah. And if you touch the goalie, you're going to get punched in the face. Yeah, don't touch the goalie. It's kind of the it's kind of the order of operations that come in that situation. So. Right. Like I for me, I it, straight up it's like just don't just don't touch my goalie. Yep. Like some some basic some basic rules here. You know, like Val Nichushkin the other day went in on David Riddick and like poked at the puck. Actually, I think he was Ingram by that point. And poked at the puck. And the predators was like, were like the weakest poke ever. And they rabble, 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 rabble. And you're like, yeah, it's the postseason. <laughs> That's how it is. Like, don't yep. touch. Like, <laughs> you know, you know when you do that, that you're gonna draw a response. And that's fine. Like, I that's just part of the game. A guy is going to go in there. He's going to poke at a puck because if he pokes it loose and scores, it's a goal and everybody's happy. If he doesn't, he's going to take a he's going to take a little bit of a beating. Great. But it's really weird to see. And, and somebody mentioned it in chat earlier that uh, Hampus Lindholm got blown up by Andrei Sveshnikov. And what I thought was a perfectly fine hit is a heavy hit, but it was fine. They didn't do much about it. Yep. And you're it, you're looking at this year and like this the contrast. Where yeah. The contrast because we spent all year watching the Avs and the Avs were like overly sensitive to any kind of like big contact on their players this year. They'd show up for like yeah. We had we we had the conversations of can Nathan McKinnon calm down please? Because he might have broken his hand getting into a fight with a Minnesota player in a meaningless situation. Yep. And like all was good and everything is like we all everybody moved on. But like that's it was it was shocking to me that contrast. The polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You're watching, you're watching, and like the Rangers, the Rangers entire offseason was about going out and getting tougher. Did and not use it at all. <laughs> And and right and Boston's whole identity for like its entire existence has been rough and tumble hockey. Yep. And they're they're just they just watched those things happen. The the Boston wasn't is interesting too because they once the game gets out of hand they have been gooning it up after the fact when it, when the score is out of control. Yeah the 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 Martian. Yeah, slashing the goalie was like total. The whole, the whole interaction was like, "This is very petulant from both of you." Yeah, but like not dangerous. It was just toxic. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, this is what League of Legends chat was like. <laughs> that is accurate. An accurate statement. Hockey needs to turn off all chat. Confirmed. Oh my uh, god, dude. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. We are brought to you by the American Raptors. If you haven't heard of the American Raptors, they're Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team, uh, composed of athletes who have competed at the highest levels of other sports, being brought over to rugby to see just how far they can go. This includes professional NFL players, XFL players. You got the <laughs> AAF in there. Pretty much every football sport under the sun. They're trying to bring people over to rugby and do quite well. If you want to go check out a game, you can get tickets for completely free at AmericanRaptors.com. If you miss a game, you can stream it live on the American Raptors website, too. So get over there. You can also follow the DNVR Rugby account with Colton Strickler, who has amazing podcasts every single week. Uh, you can also get one-on-one pods from him. If you're new to the sport, he'll break everything down. He'll teach you how to play the game, how to watch the game, all of that awesome stuff. Uh, and rugby is dope. So it's it's a great time. Colton really knows his stuff. He knows how to, how to explain it even to a simpleton like me. So highly recommend you go check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ coming at you. AJ, Eagles took game one of their first round series uh, the other day, 5-2 over Henderson. They play again tonight. You're seeing some uh, some nice contributions from some of the, I guess you could call them prospects still. I don't know. Martin Kout is starting to drift into that what-are-you territory. Can we but, not do this right now? Yeah, we cannot. I just... Quality game from the Eagles. How about yeah. that? Like, let's just focus on the fact that Eagles are playing good hockey. 
<clears throat> they've got two chances tonight, uh, and if they need it tomorrow to to end Henderson's season and to officially put the dagger in Vegas as an organization this year. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. I don't. I just don't want to get into this prospect thing right now, man. We don't have to. That's fine. I'm sure we can do that in the off season plenty. Well, because it's uh, like, like I tweeted about it the other day. Like, what should be like a good? T- and it's like, are they even prospects, AJ? <laughs> "Quote unquote prospects," don't you mean? How is Martin Coates still a prospect? And it's just like, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but not important. All right, cool. <laughs> like. <laughs> The fact that he's playing great and had a two-point night in the first game of the playoffs, and this is what you want to focus on, like, but, I guess I'm, I guess I'm increasingly frustrated by people who are finding reasons to be mad when good things are happening. I mean, let's talk about the good things then. You already mentioned the two-point night from Cout, a two-point <clears> night from Maltsev, <throat> a goal from Jean-Luc Foudy, Eustace yeah. Andenen gets the win and plays well, which he hasn't been doing a ton of down there. That's the thing that we haven't really gotten into very much, is that Hunter Miska really came back into the fold and has taken that job back. And eh, I'd say they were splitting, but Andenen really, like, it was Andenen's net for a while there, and then slowly lost his grip, because he just has not played very well. And so Miska Miska has been playing quite a bit. Now Miska's with the Avs. He's their third goaltender right now. It's Andenin's uh reigns to drive that team as yeah. far into the AHL playoffs as he can. So right now, right now it's uh it's it's on Eustace and good game the other day. Uh you gotta feel you know, they got off to I, I think Jason Magna scored two goals in the first like ten minutes of the game. Um and then that was it. For the most part, like they, there was almost no scoring until third when uh, it went two, one, three, one, three, two, and then empty net goals at the end, but they closed like they did a good job of closing uh, and their, their top guys have continued to play well. Like the Eagles are getting good contributions here out of, you know, some of the veteran guys. Jordan Gross uh, just was named yep. the Defender of the Year. Got Outstanding the... Defenseman Eddie Shore Award. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, in, it's a great award in the AHL. Like, And he's been so good for them. So yep. good. It's, so... it's, it's <clears throat> a very weird spot, too, because the Eagles genuinely have no avalanche defensive prospects now since Barron got traded. Yeah, I mean, you're really not looking at that as a group that, um, well, and I think Dennis Gilbert is once again hurt. Yeah, he has not been able to stay healthy this whole season, unfortunately. Which sucks because he's out, when he's played, Dennis Gilbert really good, yeah. Really good this year. But that's the way it goes. Uh, And and Gross, uh, over a point per game player as a defenseman in the AHL this year. Yeah, he's been been great. And of course, his one, his one, uh, the his one NHL appearance this year was that fiasco in yeah, Nashville. It was a disaster, top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, he, he took two penalties and <clears throat> did not have a memorable day. Was not not a great one for him, but good to yeah. see him playing well in the AHL. Of course, yeah, and like that's what he was. That's what he was signed for. The Avs are deep enough on defense, honestly. That like Justin Barron was the tenth guy on that list. That's why they were comfortable moving Justin Barron. And you know, Sean Barron Lekinen has been sick. So I just don't know how you can feel bad about that. Yep. It uh yeah, the 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 Avs NHL side of it has clearly been just fine for Colorado when it comes to that trade. Um if the Eagles really, do manage all of, all of their deadline moves have been good. Yeah. I every the least good move is unfortunately Cogliano's day to day right now, but even he scored a goal in game one before yeah, he, he scores happened. a shorthanded so, goal. <laughs> like uh if the Eagles do manage to defeat Henderson in one of the next two games, they will move on to the semis where I believe they'll play the heat, not the rain, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I they're bra- trying to figure out their bracket it's this nonsense. year is yeah. tough. So I was just going to let that one be <laughs> when they play and they give us the schedule, then we'll get into it. We'll have, we'll have Megan on to actually talk some Eagles. Um, Cause obviously she's the one who's actually up there and watching them. And yep. 
you should say watching them in person. Um, I, Rudo, I expect yeah. you and I are both watching them. Oh, yeah. I had uh, all four monitors fired yeah. last, last Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the best of three thing is mostly because the Pacific Division, like the whole division, made the postseason. It's seven and of so the eight teams, I think. They had to, they had to like <laughs> cut down. And uh, so they're moving best of threes for these first couple, and then they're moving into best of fives. Which they they had always done the best of fives previous to this year, where they expanded the playoffs a bit. But it's it, minor league hockey has to do whatever it has to do when it comes to things like playoffs, and, and yeah. that it cut down on travel, other things as well. Yeah, a lot um, of considerations. Yeah. It's definitely not uniform where you're just like, okay, here's the, here's the league wide system. And there you go. Yeah. Teams playing back to backs in the playoffs sums it up, I think. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the AHL. <laughs> like, that's just life in the AHL. Yep. You just play back to back. You're happy they're not getting three and threes, basically. <laughs> they don't do much of those anymore. I they, remember when they, they used, used to, to man. a lot, yeah. man. I remember, like, by the third time going to an Arrows game, I was like, God, I am so sick of being at this arena. <laughs> okay. Uh, so any any final thoughts here, AJ? Abs are up 2-0 in their series. Uh, playoffs feeling good. They've been really fun. Just they, they haven't been that low scoring, but they've been exciting to watch, even if some of the games are blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, it's it's been great. A lot of great stories for this postseason so far. You know, yeah. you've got three third-string goaltenders trying to trying to lift their teams up. You've, you know, I uh, all the bland jokes, blah, 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 blah. But, like, the Avs, I think the Avs have been compelling because everybody is waiting for the shoe to drop and waiting for them to fail. Yep. And it's only been two games, but they've been so utterly dominant in both that it's like, oh, okay all the doubters have kind of just gone. Yeah. Well, the Nashville's not even any good. Yeah. The, they've moved the goalpost to the next thing. You're like, yeah, totally. Like, fair enough. Like they're, they're not very good. You're right. But that's your reward for being first in the conference. There you go. You get the worst playoff team. So would you, you know? say it's been a waste of, uh, of four days? So I guess it's only three days. So far. no, it's really been, it's really been three days. Very well spent. Ah, there we go. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. I've, I've loved the whole like Kale McCarr versus Roman Yossi head to head thing because it really turbo dunk again. Well, and it really goes to show you like Roman Yossi's best argument is not for the Norris, but for the heart. Yeah, I, I think there's a good argument there for the regular season. Yeah, and and it goes to show because like I went and I looked last night, and Roman Yossi in this series, uh, I believe it was 31 Corsi four and 60 against through two games. Like Roman Yossi is getting bodied in this series, and right now he has one assist because a puck squirts through Sam Gerrard, and that's it. And that's like that's the and he's on the ice for the the goal against. Against yep. Colorado's fourth line, uh, like Kale McCarr scores the goal. Kale McCarr is the shit, right? But Darren Helm, Logan O'Connor, and Nico Sturm in there grinding the puck out. Won that game for them last night. Like yep. the whole possession, the whole in the zone, all of that happened yep. because of the fourth line just being better. Yep. And like there will be better fourth lines than Nashville's in, in subsequent rounds if the ads get there. But Last night, like you're just seeing, like Colorado's depth is is pretty well ripping up, doing just fine. Yeah, yeah but what what the Preds have to offer right now, so it's pretty. Uh, it's it's an intriguing storyline for me, and I was watching I was watching the matchups and the assignments pretty closely last night, um, and I just I just think it's interesting. I just think it's interesting that. Roman Yossi and like the same thing was true of Victor Hedman. And we've talked about this in the past. Like that guy's not Victor Hedman does not take on top matchups in Tampa Bay. Uh, and Roman Yossi is the version of that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's taking on not top matchups and he's feasting like crazy offensively. 
and still so, taking L's to the fourth line. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, man. That's a <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, and I went, and I looked at, I went and looked at Kale McCarr head to head against the top line of Nashville last night, and he just dominated. Torched. Yeah, yeah, it was dominant, man. So it was. Um, it's it, it's really an interesting dynamic to me, like how that how we view that award and how we how we talk about these different these different style of players and then you get into the postseason and it all gets ramped up and some dudes got a consmite to go win and like and like it through two games it just uh, it obviously just, yeah it just hasn't been close and i'm really curious what adjustments john hines makes uh in trying to hunt matchups in nashville putting out putting out the top line with roman yossi and dante fabro against the third round or the the third line of of colorado against gt comfort right like trying to trying to go hunt that matchup a little more aggressively because he'll have last change i want to see how they do at home i want to see because the predators are a pretty solid home team they had 25 home wins this year versus 16 games that they lost um but colorado had 24 road wins so you're talking right here yeah it's it's a i want to see how it goes that is what we get to see tomorrow we'll see if the ams can take the 3-0 lead in the series or if nashville battles back a little bit looking forward to it also looking forward to all the games tonight as always it's First round of the playoffs is the funnest time of the year because you just watch hockey literally all evening, uh, and on the weekdays you'll or weekends rather you'll watch it literally all day. So, hope y'all enjoy the games coming up. Hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. We are going to get out of here for the day. Thank you everyone for watching, listening. However you consume, we appreciate it all. Pod mom says goodbye. AJ says. Come hang out on TDSP at four o'clock. AJ is going to be on it. Brennan Veld's going to be on it. Ryan Konigsberg's going to be on it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about, but it will be fun. Best rivalries, best playoff rivalries in Denver sports history. Ali Monroy versus Dick Jokes. Got it. No. (laughs) No. We love you. We'll talk to you on the next one.